This is the Kitzer of Sicha Beis Vayishlach, page 109 in Chelek Yud. The Rabbi here speaks about a Rashi towards the end of the Parsha. It says in the Pasik that Esav uh, took his family, Noshov, Ayelach, Aleretz, Mifni Yaakov, Achiv. And he went to a different land. Then the Pasik explains why he did so. Ki hoyer uchushem rav misheves yachtov, v'lo yachla eretz mugereim losis oisam mifnei mikneim. There wasn't enough space for them, all of their belongings and the animals, so therefore he went to another land. Rashi explains, v'lo yachla eretz mugereim means, lahaspik mire lebehemis shalahem. There wasn't enough food to feed for their animals in this area. So the Rebbe's question here on Rashi is, why does Rashi have to explain this? This is the simple shot of the Pasik. The meaning of losses in this case wouldn't mean to carry. We're not talking about carrying an object. We're talking about the land being able to handle and support Yaakov or Esav together to have the food for their animals. So why does Rashi have to say anything? You had the same expression earlier in Parshas Lech Lecha, where it talks about Avram and Light. And there, Rashi already said that the meaning is Why does Rashi have to say it again here? In the Pasuk, it uses the term Mikneim. Here, Rashi changes and uses the term Behemis Shalahem. They mean the same thing. Why did Rashi change from the Lashon of the Pasuk, Mikneim, to Behemis? So, the Rebbe points out that Rashi also brings a second shot, Medr Shagoda. And Rashi says, it says in the Pasuk, Mepnei Yaakov Achiv, why did he leave? Because of his brother. There's the Shtar Chayv, there's a debt to pay up that Abish promised the land to the descendants of Avram. But there's a Gzeda of being a foreigner in a strange country. So uh, Aesop says, I'm not interested in this. I'm going to leave this place. I'm not interested in not in the gift and not in paying up this debt to be in part of this Gzeda to have to leave this land. And therefore, I'm going to find my own place. Then Rashi adds, Esav was also left out of embarrassment because he sold B'chayra to Yaakov. So the Rebbe asks here the obvious question. The reason Rashi brings is not what it says in the Pasuk. In the Pasuk it says there wasn't enough space for them. That's why he left. Why is Rashi bringing a reason from Medrash that has nothing to do with the Pshat of the Pasuk? And also, Rashi brings two reasons where in the Medrash they're brought as two separate opinions. One opinion that he, re- he left because of the Shtar Chayv. Another reason because he left, he left because of the uh, busha, embarrassment. Rashi puts them together. Why does Rashi do that? And he brings first the reason of, of the shtar chayv, and afterwards he brings the reason of busha. Why is Rashi bringing these together? And the Rebbe points out, before Rashi brings the second shot, Rashi brings again from the Pasik, Mepnei Yaakov Ochiv. Why does Rashi quote those words again from the Pasik? It actually seems to go contrary to Rashi's pshat. Mepnei Yaakov Achiv means it's his brother Yaakov that caused him to leave. But actually the pshat Rashi is saying from the Medrash is that he left because of the promise to Avram of Yenuki Ger Yezaracha that Esav wasn't interested in. So why is Rashi quoting that here? So the Rebbe begins by explaining that when you look in the simple pshat of the Pasik, it's not only talking about their animals, the cattle that they had to feed their cattle, it's talking about all of their possessions. The Pasik says, Hoyer Chushom Rav, and then it says, if it's called that Yaakov and Esav were living in the same area in Eretz Canaan, and they had too many possessions, and there wasn't enough space for both of them to live there together. So therefore, in the simple pshat of the Pasuk, you would think that when the Pasuk says, that the land can't handle them, can't contain them, because of Mekneim, 
What would Meknayim mean? Meknayim is not referring only to the cattle. Meknayim is actually referring to all of their possessions. Mikne kaspam, things that they acquired with their money. And the Pasuk here is saying, because they, their possessions were too much, they couldn't live together. Comes Rashi and clarifies, no. Mikneim actually over here does mean the cattle. Reason Esav left is because of the cattle that were too much, and Yaakov and Esav couldn't be there together. What brings Rashi to say this? So the Rebbe here points out the central question in this Pasuk that Rashi is coming to answer is, why is it that Esav left? Yes, it's true, they couldn't live together. Yaakov and Esav, there wasn't enough space for both of them to be there together. But why did Esav leave? Maybe Yaakov should leave. After all, Esav was living there for many, many years before Yaakov. Yaakov just arrived from Kharam with his family. He was a latecomer. Esav being there for all these years, why did he pick himself up to leave if there wasn't enough space for both of them? That's the main question that Rashi is coming to address. And therefore Rashi says that the Pasuk here is telling you that it's specifically the need for the food for the animals that caused Esav to leave. Because as far as the animals are concerned, Yaakov had much more cattle than Esav. Yaakov brought back from Lavan a tremendous amount of cattle. Esav, on the other hand, was the Ish Sada. He was a person that was out in the field doing all kinds of things in the field, hunting, whatever it may be. But that we don't find anywhere that Esav had a lot of cattle. So therefore, Esav saw that it's Yaakov that needs the land. And Yaakov is using the land for the, for the for pasturing for his animals. So therefore, he allowed Yaakov to stay there and he left. Because for the cattle, it's Yaakov that needed the space more than Esau. So he picked himself up and, leave, and left. That's why Rashi points out the Pshat of the Pasik that Mekneah means the behemoth, not like I would have thought that it refers to all of their possessions. And this explains why it's Yaakov that needed the space more than Esau, and Esau leaves. However, Rashi doesn't stay by this Pshat, because according to this, it comes out that Esau is actually such a gentleman, such a nice guy, he lets Yaakov stay, Yaakov needs the place, and he picks himself up and leaves. It's very uncharacteristic for Esau to be so nice. Why did Esau do this? So the question really still remains, there has to be another reason why Esau left, other than the fact that Yaakov had more cattle than him. Therefore, Rashi has to bring a second shot, the Medrash Agoda, that explains that really Yaakov, Esau had different reasons why he wanted to leave. He had a reason to leave because he wasn't interested in the Shtar Chayv of Kiger Yezadacha, the Busha. Esau had other reasons to leave. But until this point, he was living there. Now that it came to the point where someone has to leave, it was too much for them to be there together. So Esau made up his mind, okay, time to go. I'm anyways not interested in inheriting this land in the future. I'm embarrassed of being here. So Esau picked himself up and left. So Esau had other reasons why he got up and left. So therefore, Rashi, when he quotes the Medrash Agadah, he says, Rashi wants you to understand, the reason why I'm bringing you this Medrash is because after you finish learning the first pshat, you still might be wondering, why is Esau leaving? Why is he such a nice guy and leaving? In other words, the question here is, True, the land can't handle both of them, but between the two of them, why is he leaving? Why is he being forced out because of Yaakov? Esau is not the kind of guy to be forced out because of Yaakov. That's what Rashi comes to explain, that actually the Pasuk here says, Ochiv, emphasizing that between the two brothers, there's the Shtar Chayv that someone has to fulfill, and Esau decided, it's not me, I'm not interested. And also the Busha, as the Rebbe will explain later here in the Sichem. So the Rebbe says, this is what happened. They both grew up by Yitzchak, their father's home. This was their home, this was their land, they lived there for many years. Yaakov left to Choran, then comes back, and they, they're living here. Yaakov and Esau are living here by their father. But then it came to a certain point that the land couldn't handle them both together. It wasn't enough space. So Esau decides, okay, it's time to make that decision. Who's going to be the one 
that the promise of Avram, Kiger years Aracha, and to inherit this land is going to refer to. And Esau decides at this point, it's not going to be me. It's going to be Yaakov. That's really the reason why he leaves. However, Rashi does also quote together with this pshat, the idea that Esau left out of embarrassment. Because the fact is, at least the appearance here is, that Esau is being forced out because of Yaakov. It doesn't look like he's making a, cho- a decision and it's his choice to leave. He's being forced out by Yaakov. That's very embarrassing that he's subdued to Yaakov and he's being forced out by Yaakov. So therefore Rashi adds and explains that really Esau being there together with Yaakov was an embarrassment for him. Here's his younger brother. He sold the Bukhaira to him. So living in the presence of Yaakov was an ongoing embarrassment for him. So therefore we can understand why Esau just made the decision that even though it might be difficult for him to leave, it seems like he's being forced out by Yaakov, but it's an ongoing embarrassment. He doesn't want to be in the presence of Yaakov and he picked himself up and left. That's why Rashi brings this reason second to support the idea that Esau decided to leave. The Rebbe concludes the Indian here and says, well, when Esau left, can't we say that Esau's leaving itself is the fulfillment of Kigeri Yezaracha? Kigeri Yezaracha doesn't have to be fulfilled by a Golis and Mitzrayim. It just means that you're going to be a foreigner in a different country. So when Esau leaves, this doesn't yet show that Esau is rejecting the Shtar Chayv of Kigeri Yezaracha. Perhaps he's going to another country and then eventually he's going to return to Eretz Yisrael to inherit the land. So the Rebbe says no. So therefore... You see over here the Pasuk says, Vayeshev Esav Baharseyeh. Esav went and settled. He settled in Harseyeh. He wasn't a foreigner there. The Gzeda of Brisbane Absodom of Golis is that you go into Golis and you're always there as a stranger, as a foreigner. It's not your place. And then you come back. Esav did not want to be anywhere as a stranger. He wanted to leave and leave for good and, and settle in Harseyeh. So therefore we know that this was Esav's choice not to inherit the land. So from this the Rebbe takes Tahira that now when we're in Golis and we're still fulfilling the Kigeri years Aracha and leading up to the Gula Mitis Vashlema. While the Yiddish and Golis could never get comfortable, it's not a place that you settle fully that this is my place. The place of a Yiddish with Mashiach with the Besamikdash Ashlishi, Yikabitz Nitche Yisrael. While you're here in Golis, you have to treat the place as Gators. It's not, I'm a stranger in this place. As far as Nyanam of Yunashama, you have to be strong and settled and firm. But as far as matters of in Yonim of Golos, you have to always await the coming of Mashiach every single moment. And through this itself, this will come, the coming, bring the coming of Mashiach. Shia Lichene Kamimiyas Lartseinu Bekarev Mamish.